Hello and welcome to another episode of Sitting in My Room Talking to Myself, um, also known as Offbeat Grad. Anyway, here we are again. I'm recording this super early because I have too much going on this week and you don't care, but I thought I would just tell you about my life anyway because this is way cheaper than therapy. So there's that. Anyway, today I thought I would extrapolate on a topic that I've touched on before but that I haven't really gone super into but I really enjoy talking about because I think it's really misunderstood, at least with the people I know and people who I've met and a lot of people in the blogging community as well. So I wanted to talk about how bloggers actually make money and what that means. Like usually it's not like one size fits all. Bloggers make money a lot of different ways, but I'm going to talk about the most common ways and then how you can get started doing that. Last week we talked more, well we talked about Isabel last week, but the week before that we talked about how to get your first 10,000 visitors to your blog and before that um, in a Q&A I talked about how soon you can monetize your blog, so let's touch on that again. Like, basically, you can monetize your blog whenever, but I think you shouldn't really start trying to monetize your blog until you already have some traffic. Like, it doesn't need to be a ton of traffic. I got my first sponsored post pretty early on, like, in my third month blogging, and I did not have a lot of traffic. Like, I made maybe a 100 users a day, and I thought that was great. And honestly, it was. For where I was, it was pretty good. Anyway, I think you should have some traffic other than just, like, your mom, and then you are good to go because... You have some kind of audience, and the whole point of making money blogging is by selling your audience. That sounds spammy, but it's not. Like, you have an audience, you have a perspective that is unique, that really appeals to your specific niche, and that's how you market to them, and that's why brands will want to work with you, and that's how you sell to your own niche. So, that is the foundation of marketing. Congratulations, you no longer need to go to business school. So... Bet you didn't know I was a teacher. Anyway, (laughs) wow, I am so good at talking. Okay, sponsored posts. We're just getting into this. Sponsored posts are the most well-known way to make money, and they're probably my... No, they're not my favorite. My favorite is passive income that takes zero work, but um, sponsored posts is not a form of passive income. It would definitely be active income because it does take a lot of work, but it's not super hard, and it's really fun to work with a lot of really cool different brands. Sponsored post is basically when a company pays you either in money or product, sometimes both, to um, promote their product or service or just a brand or some kind of campaign. Um, And it's basically just promoting them naturally on your blog. It's a one-time thing usually, but sometimes it can be ongoing where you maybe will make different kinds of content. I've worked with brands where I've made one or two different posts or like an ongoing set of Instagram posts that kind of thing. Really depends on the campaign. The best part about working with brands is you get a lot of freedom, at least nowadays. Like in the early days, like I know, like I'm some kind of old timer. In the early days of influencer marketing, it was more common for them to have much stricter guidelines for what you could do. And today brands seem to have realized that it's better when you just give influencers free reign to use their products and services in a way that will actually benefit their audience. So talk about influencer marketing forever and how I believe in it. But anyway, basically you're working with brands for money. That's the the word on the street. And uh, it's really great because you can work with big brands, small brands, and you have a lot of control. Um, yeah, usually they'll come with some guidelines for things to include in the post, like maybe three or four images of the product or a certain kind of message they want to convey. 
And from there, you have a lot of freedom. So in the past, I've worked with brands like Amazon on like back to school campaigns. I've worked with um, I've worked with Dunkin' Donuts on like their new spring line of products. I've worked with um, College Fashion Week promoting that event and their sponsors. I've worked with a lot of different brands. Um, I've never really had a bad experience except that one time. <laughs> that a brand it was not a legit brand it was it was very scammy like there were a lot of red flags the one time I've talked about it before because it was so weird um the one time I worked with a brand who solicited me through email and it seemed like a good opportunity for charity but then it ended up being really weird and they sent me like really bad product it was really cheap product too <coughs> wow I should cut that out but I won't um, it was really an expensive product, and it ended up being really garbage, and I was like, I really can't promote this because it's garbage, and I didn't say that, but you know, I did say this was sort of misleading, and I don't think I can promote this, like, please let me know your return address, and I will send it back, but they never told me, and they sort of ghosted me, so that's cool, so don't work with them, but <laughs> that's one of the benefits of working with a network. Um, there are these things called sponsorship networks or influencer networks, and they basically are the middleman. They work with the bigger brands and they'll pair bloggers with these big brands so that you don't really have to do that work for yourself, which is good because it takes a lot of work to land these big deals. Like sometimes companies will reach out to you, but they might be sketchy like that one situation or they might be really small and not have a big budget or they just might not really understand that, that you want money for your for your time, which is a common problem. Um, so working with a network, make sure you actually get paid. They take care of the contract. They do all the timelines. They'll help you if you have any problems, that kind of thing. Um, I work mostly through networks. Occasionally, I have worked not with a network, but that's only if a company approaches me. You can also approach companies if you have someone you really want to work with. Like, let's say you are passionate about Starbucks, who doesn't really do campaigns but anyway let's say you were really passionate about Starbucks and you wanted to work with them on an upcoming campaign you know they have it might be worthwhile to reach out to their um, marketing department and see if they're willing to work with bloggers um, there's a lot of different ways to write pitches for that we'll get into that some other time because I don't really write pitches for that because I just don't Anyway, uh, I recommend working with a network, at least at first, if you don't really know how to work with these bigger brands at first, because it can be really confusing. There's a lot of technical speak, a lot of jargon, a lot of legal stuff. If you're not ready to take that on on your own, that makes sense. So I would recommend just working with someone who does know how to take that on, like a network. My favorites are um, Clever Network. This used to be called Clever Girls. I worked with a lot of really cool brands through them. And they have this really easy-to-use dashboard where you can just apply in a couple clicks. Um, I don't remember the requirements that get accepted. Sometimes they have a few initial requirements, which are usually like your blog can't be brand new. Like it needs to be three to six months old. Or you need a certain amount of following. It's not, not big. Um, the main one is usually that your blog needs to be at least six months old. So check with that. But it's definitely worth holding out for those things. Um, so Clever Network, Influence Her Collective, which is done through her campus. It's mainly for college students. I'm still in it. I'm still here. Um, they do a lot of college student targeted campaigns, but they also do some different ones. So it's worth applying. Um, you can apply if you're not in college as well. Um, then there's also IZEA, I-Z-E-A, which is also a really cool one. They have a lot that you can bid on on their website, but most of those I think are low paying or pretty weird. 
but occasionally they'll reach out to you with some campaigns because you make like a blogger profile and they'll reach out if you're a good fit. So I've gotten some really good campaigns through them as well, but not through their bidding platform. I've also visited them because they're based in Orlando and they're super nice. So 10 out of 10 would recommend. Next, beyond sponsored post, there is also, oh, I'm yawning, I'm so sorry. I don't sleep anymore. There's also affiliate sales, which is basically affiliate marketing. Um, that's when you include a link or some kind of referral on your website and you get a percentage of each sale through that link. I do not find these to be very profitable. Other bloggers have the exact opposite situation. There is a lot of work that goes into affiliate marketing. It's supposedly a type of passive income, but I wouldn't really consider it passive because it takes a lot of upkeep. I do make some money through affiliate marketing, but I do not. Cons- it's not something I rely on to make most of my money. Um, the most common uh, affiliate marketing service is Amazon Associates, which is done through Amazon. Basically, it's an Amazon referral link. You make very little percentage of anything you sell through that link. So, I mean, if you're selling big product, like if you're selling a laptop or like a TV or something huge, like several hundred dollars, then it might be worth your while. But if it's just like, here's my favorite set of pens... I wouldn't expect to really make a big profit off of that. Also, you need a lot of traffic. Um, If you're not getting a ton of traffic, you're probably not going to see a big payout from affiliate posts. Another option other than Amazon is share a sale, which has a lot of partnerships with other brands. So you can go through and apply to different places. I think there's one for like, I don't know, they're like Redbubble and like Wayfair and like brands like that. So you can definitely find something in your niche that you already enjoy using. But once again, I would not expect to make a lot um, through ShareASale. They'll also email you really spammy. Like a lot of emails about their latest coupons and like special coupon codes. So you can get those to offer users that might help you um, in making people actually buy. But it's unlikely. I would just recommend, I use affiliate sales only like when I'm already recommending a product or service that I use. I will look if there's an affiliate link instead and I'll use that. Otherwise, I don't really go searching for them because they don't really benefit me. In the few cases where I've, like, gone out of my way to include affiliate links, it has never really worked out to be worth it. So I don't really care about it now. But one that I do like is advertising your host provider because this is a bigger investment, like I said, and they'll also usually give you a larger payout. So I advertised HostGator, who is my host. I'm so sorry. I'm yawning again. Anyway hostgator and they give me a percentage of every sale i think it's like fifty dollars but only if the person keeps their account for a few months so it's not like here's fifty dollars every time someone types in their email address it's fifty dollars if they make like a long-term purchase but that one pays off really well because i have a guide to how to um start your own blog and it actually is a coupon code so i get them a pretty generous coupon if they're willing to sign up through my link so that's a win-win situation for everyone Affiliate sales do not cost the user any additional money, so beware of that. So it's not like you're ripping anyone off, it's just they don't really work that well. (laughs) Um, You also need to disclose any affiliate links, same with sponsored posts, but especially with affiliate links, so you'll need to write somewhere on that page or blog post like, hey, this is an affiliate link. I like to explain what it is, so even if they don't know what affiliate marketing is, they know that it's not spammy. I just say something like, hi, I do use affiliate links on this page. Uh, That means if you make a purchase, a small percentage goes to me at no additional cost to you. And that's it. 
So I don't like affiliate sales. That's the verdict on that. I would recommend trying them if you are already promoting things you enjoy. Um, you'd be surprised what kind of services will give you and like apps have a lot of referral links like Uber, um, Lyft, uh, Airbnb. These usually already have affiliate services built into the platform. So it's worth looking into that if you want like a credit or something. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, it's always a nice little bonus when it does work, but I wouldn't rely on it to pay your rent. Next, let's talk about advertising, which is my favorite right now because I consider this an actual form of passive income. I love advertisements because I'm a sellout. No, I didn't use advertisements for the longest time, for like three years. And I recently started using them maybe a year ago. That's not recent, but anyway, I love them. But I only love them because I actually get paid for them now. The easiest advertisement program to get into is Google Ads. And it sucks. Sucks so bad. It, it is the biggest waste of your time. Um, Google Ads will pay you nothing. Like, literally nothing. Like, less than a cent. It will never be worth your while. It's a waste. Um, unless you're getting a gazillion hits. And even then, you should use something else. Um, once you get to 20k monthly users, users slash viewers. I don't know which one it is. Um, you can apply for different ones. I applied for Mediavine, which is a really great one. Like, you have complete control over the types of ads, over where they appear, how often they appear, if they're on mobile or if they're on desktop. And then I get paid sufficiently more, like, so much more. And you can cash out every month. Like, Google Ads only lets you cash out when you reach, like, some threshold, which is super high. Like, it took me, like, three years to reach the threshold. I made, like, $80. Big waste of my time. Um, but Mediavine is where it's at. Um, I don't think you should use ads if you've just started your blog because they look bad, honestly. I always go back and fix mine because it drives me crazy if they get in the way. Um, sometimes they'll change the platform and they still get in the way, but I like to really try my best to keep them not bothering anyone. When I look at a website and I see ads, they don't really bother me as long as they're not, like, popping up all over the place. So I try to use them minimally, um... But they pay really well. Um, the only work you have to do is keep producing content, obviously, because if you have no new content, no one's going to come to the website. But anyway, with my ads, I make, on my lowest months, I make $300. On my best months, I make over $800. So that's worth my while. I like it. I don't think you should bother with it if your blog is under six months old and if you don't have any hits. Definitely don't use Google Ads because it sucks. That's the verdict on that. Um, also, with blogging, you can make money with your own products. Like, that's a really common way to make money. And it's a great way to make money because you don't have to rely on anyone else. Like, with sponsored posts, affiliate sales, advertisements, you're relying on a middleman. You're relying on a company. Someone else is taking a percentage of that money. With your own products, it is all you all the time. So, products that a lot of bloggers make are courses ebooks, physical products like t-shirts, hats, stickers, whatever, um, downloads like a downloadable guide or a downloadable graphic, presets like other kind of graphic design, stuff like that. Those are really common. But in order to sell your own products, you need someone to sell it to. So if you don't have a big audience, if you don't have a big email list, if you don't have any followers on social media, like if you just started yesterday, you're probably not going to have much success selling your own products unless you're like a maven at Instagram and Facebook marketing, but if that's not the case, it's probably not in your best interest. Um, I would always start with a test product. So if you wanted to start a course, for instance, 
make a small one. Make like a five-day course on my website. I have a five-day course. It's like five days to starting a blog. Like we go through the basic steps of starting a blog, getting it set up, how to start getting traffic, and that kind of thing. Um, that was wildly successful for me. Um, and in exchange, it's completely free, is just to um, join the mailing list. So there's the trick. Um, but that's a good way to gauge interest. So starting something like that, or if you wanted to write an ebook, maybe just write a mini one, write a chapter, give the first chapter away for free in exchange for an email, of course, and see if there's a lot of interest in it. If there is, then that's a good indication that you should actually continue with that. If you see that no one likes it, or you're getting bad feedback, or not very many people are signing up, you're either marketing it terribly, which is an option, you might want to try again, or there's just not a big market for what you're selling. Like, maybe it's too competitive, maybe it's just oversaturated, and yours isn't good enough. I, that's harsh, harsh reality. But it is true, so I think it's better to start with a freebie, see how that works before investing all this time and resources into making a bigger product maybe spending money on it and then not having it work out. So that's my take on that. Um, but if you do have a following, like a bigger email list and some followers on social media, and you have a really niche audience, then you could really benefit from selling that product. And that can also become a form of passive income because sometimes you just set it up once and you just watch the money come in. It's not that easy. This, this is a very nuanced version, but just setting it up is the hardest part, and then you've got a little bit of free wiggle room to just see how that plays out and make some changes along the way and just let it do its thing. So that's cool. And finally, the last way that bloggers make money is by starting their own side business, like me. Um, writing is my, I guess it's my main business, and blogging has become my side business. But a lot of bloggers use their blog as a way to advertise their other services. So maybe you're a virtual assistant, maybe you are a freelance writer like me, or you're a consultant, or you're a graphic designer, or you're a marketer. Like, these are all great ways to get yourself out there, show you actually know what you're doing, um, and build trust with your audience through a blog. Like, when people read a blog, they're more likely to know, like, and trust you, which are the three things that people need to do before they can buy from you. So if they have read your blog, they know you write great posts about how to stay organized, how to write um, really great marketing content, this kind of stuff, they're going to be like, wow, maybe I'll hire her because she knows her stuff and she's not making it up and I read her blog all the time and I like the way she uses the word red. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I think that's a good way to promote yourself in general. I think everyone in the world needs a blog. Just for kicks and giggles, just so we can have a constructive space to speak your mind, like stop posting your weird thoughts on Twitter, just articulate it in a blog. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea. It might be horrible. But yes, it's a great way to promote your side business. Even if you don't have a side business, sometimes you'll discover a side business through blogging. It's weird like that. So, two cents on that. That was way more than two cents. So, anyway, that was it. Those are the ways that most bloggers make money. Um, some might expand to other platforms beyond just like written blog posts like YouTube or podcasting or starting a different blog or like digital publishing. There's a lot of other ways that you can branch out beyond just like publishing your own blog posts. So just food for thought. Anyway, and that was it. And I hope you learned something or at least were soothed by my crazy rambling I know I was, so there's that. 
All right, well, <laughs> I'm going to go do some more work now, and it was nice to talk to you again, and hopefully you enjoyed this to some extent, and if not, I'm so sorry. And yeah, so email me at hello at offbeatgrad, visit me on Instagram, SamanthaBility, my blog, SamanthaBility, or my other blog, <laughs> offbeatgrad, that's never updated, that's becoming a meme at this point. Okay, so bye!